Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Walter Gretzky passing away at the age of uh, 82. And uh, anybody who even has a passing interest in hockey in this country would know of the man. Uh, he certainly was uh, not only devoted to his son and, uh, and and his career, but also to just the the sport in general and selling it and, and, and really showing the uh, the positive sides of the game. He was an interesting man. You know, you could be in like, you could be traveling through Espanola. Maybe your kid's got a hockey tournament and he'd be in the dressing room tying everybody's skates. You're like, holy cow, what's Walter Gretzky doing in Espanola tying skates? But that's just what he did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he, he, he was constantly on the go. Like you and I, I think, a few, couple of few years ago, we were at some hockey event in Whitby, and wasn't he brought out to wave yeah. to the crowd? Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. No. You know, he's done it all the time. And, uh, and certainly, I think, was one of those hockey dads who uh, I hope other fathers or some fathers, there's always going to be those in the pack who, uh, you know, bang on the glass and scream and yell at everybody. But I hope some fathers took his example as how you should conduct yourself around the rink. Because I never heard any stories, even when Wayne was growing up, you never heard of Walter being a, you know, a chaos in the in the arena. No, I mean, I'm I'm sure, not to diminish his reputation, I'm sure there were some parents in the Brantford area uh, when Wayne was, you know, mm. four or five years old and scoring 150 goals mm-hmm. who were saying, hey, you know, can't my kid have a turn or, you know, uh, I don't want to be a goalie dad playing against Walter right. and his kid because Walter coached them early on. That's right. Uh, but uh, no, it, for the most part, uh, he's the example of doing it right. Now, given that it was a different era, late 70s, early 80s, where, you know, he dreams of making the NHL and getting a $60,000 contract mm. uh, were, were what it's worth. Now, you know, the, that drive for multi-million dollar deals and endorsements uh, has people thinking above the clouds when it comes to it. Yeah, it, maybe it's a Canadiana type of thing, too, in that even now, as you say, with the, the big salaries and all the money that's available, you look like Austin Matthews. He's, of course, American, but... You know, you don't hear his parents getting involved in stuff or, you know, certainly all the guys who have played in this country. It's very rare that you hear of parents. And maybe that's why the whole Lindros thing when his mom and dad were all involved became such a big story. Because in hockey, it seems rare that when your kids get to a certain level. It's like the parents are more pains in the ass when the kids are in house league than they are when the kids become uh, uh, NHL stars. Listen, I, I can tell you that, you know, being around the rink at the junior level and those who are trying to make it to the pro levels, the parents are still an issue. Mm. Uh, it, it's just it might not be as broadcast right, right. As, as much as, you know, the Lindros case was mm-hmm. or Patrick O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and a horrible example out of Mississauga. But, um, you know... Walter Gretzky didn't get into that kind of controversy mm. or uh, he he just he was passionate about hockey and the mm. game he played it as a as as a young uh, kid growing up that had dreams of an NHL career of his own but didn't make it that far uh, and then wanted you know to move to Brantford so he had a flat backyard to build a rink and then you know produce some pretty good hockey players I mm. mean three of his boys played in the OHL uh, not just Wayne. I mean, yeah, Wayne is the sure. shining example, obviously. And, you know, there'll be, you know, forever jokes about the fact that the Gretzkys are still the best sibling combination to ever play in the NHL, although Brent had three points. It was, it was you know, Wayne that got all the spotlight out of it. Mm. But Walter didn't take any of that and, and didn't, uh, you know, he didn't really look for that spotlight 
mm. as a part of it either. And almost like he shied away from it in terms of taking away from Wayne. Walter yeah, was more about, thing. you know, here, you Wayne, you go get all the highlights. Walter was just, he wanted to watch Wayne play, yeah. and he wanted to get other kids playing. And scraping the ice and acting. Yeah. I'll be up in acting. Well, you, exactly. You go do your thing. Yeah. I, I'm, what I'm amazed, you know, he still had that house in Brantford. Still the same house. Yeah. Uh, and all the memorabilia in the basement. Um, That's where they know. shot that Timmy's commercial, yeah. isn't it? A shrine to Wayne. Yeah. And, um, and so I wonder what happens with that. I mean, given the way housing prices are going now, you think the lot premium for the Gretzky house right. would be a, a little bit extra. But I wonder if they turn that into like, you know, a Brantford Hockey Hall of Fame or a Gretzky Hall of Fame. Yeah, or do people drive by a lot and point? You know, that's that's where Wayne grew up. I'm sure there's a lot of cars that go up and down uh, that street. I think street. there's a, a lot of it. I, I just was looking at Facebook, uh, and a, a buddy of mine had posted a couple of years ago. They drove by, and Walter was out front. They waved, and he invited them in to go see the basement. <laughs> like, that's that's just the way Walter yeah. was, yeah, yeah. right? And, you know, when he comes to the most famous hockey dads in uh, in Canadian history, I guess the two are Walter Gretzky and Don Cherry. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, but Don got himself, you know, a little more public profile yeah. and, and with it came more controversy. Walter steered away from it. it was Gordy was Gordy Howe Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. And so and his boys played in the NHL or they played the WHL with they him. Played right? with them, yeah, 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 the that's NHL, right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. There's been some stories. I mean, the Sutters are another example, right, of a. A whole family of hockey players, right? Uh, and like went on to coaching, them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and still coaching now. One just got hired in Calgary again, Daryl. The uh, the only story I have, and it's one of my all time favorites, was there was a sports broadcaster named Pat Marsden who worked on CFTO, and I think he did like Argos play by play. I had the pleasure of working with him for a couple of years, and he told this story of I guess in the eighties, and he was on the radio doing newscasts that he had gotten wind from somebody that Wayne Gretzky or that Walter Gretzky had passed away. Now this would have been the eighties, so Walter was still a young man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I guess Wayne or somebody told Wayne that they heard this on the radio that his dad had died. He was in Toronto. I guess Edmonton was facing the lease. And so he he calls home and he's like, what's going on? And, and I think his dad answered the phone. And he's like, well, <laughs> all right, I know you're alive. So uh, all of a sudden, Pat tells this story and he says, I'm in the newsroom and I hear over the intercom, uh, Pat Marsden, there's a call on line two. It's uh, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky on line two. So he's like. Oh, no. So he picks up the phone, and Wayne just lays into it. Who the bleep do you think you bleeping are? Why don't you check your bleeping fact before you report that my bleeping father has died? You scared the bleep out of me. I'm going to bleep and kill you the next time I see you. Anyhow. Check your facts, kids, right, before you yes. go to air with a, with a story. Yeah, Walter Gretzky, uh, just a, a symbol in this country. A great man, a great father, obviously, a loving husband, all those things. He was a true gentleman, 82 years old. He made it to, and I actually thought he was a lot older, but mm. certainly had had a ton of health issues along the way. But anyhow, we'll see what happens down the road with that house. I think you're right. It should be turned probably into some heritage. A thing. shrine. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Wayne's brothers and sisters are all just dumping his crap into a... Clearing <laughs> <laughs> out the basement. I've had enough of the, every time <laughs> You got a bin out front yeah. already? Oh, yeah. Had enough of every time I go over to Dad's house. It's Wayne's basement. <laughs> More men than ever are buying makeup. The main reason? All these guys are seeing themselves on Zoom calls during the pandemic and aren't happy with how they look. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. it might not be just cover-up. It could be, you know, we see a bit of the glare off the dome and think uh, some powder to mm-hmm. <laughs> lighten that up a bit might not be a bad idea. The Japanese mafia is not happy. That's not good. We don't want them upset. Right. But they are not happy with how the pandemic has affected all their illegal 
business. Oh. I don't know who they're complaining to about that. <laughs> Our illegal black markets and gambling and horrors is not working out for us. Can someone fix that, please? We're losing a lot of our illegally gained money. That's right. Their legitimate ones include food stands and open markets. Okay. So they're not happy. Yeah, don't get on the Yakuza's bad side. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome has set in. Many of people say they'll miss some aspects of being locked down in quarantine once the pandemic is over. Of course you will. Of course you will. How quick, you know, we all say we're going to go right back to it at some point. Mm. But this news out of Texas is really uh, Mm -hmm. interesting. Like next week. Uh, although they've, I think they vaccinated like 5 million people in Texas, but next week they're going full capacity, no masks. Party on. <laughs> like if the Cowboys were playing, it's 80,000 people, right. no masks, full on. And you can uh, just guess that those who do still want to wear a mask because they have concerns will be just ridiculed for it. Oh, they'll become the Karens. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Screaming in a grocery store that they want to wear a mask. Yeah, could you imagine being in Dallas and going into a bank next week with a mask on? You'd be gunned down. <laughs> we thought he was going to rob the place. All right. Yeah, it'll, it'll be crazy. Well, you know, it's just amazing, too, in the States. Like, they're doing like a million point five vaccines a day. In Canada, all of Canada, we've only done 1.8 Nine, or something. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, though, because on the flip side of that, there's many people who said, well, I don't want to be the first to get the vaccine, right? Like, mm-hmm. like let, let's see how other people handle it. Let's make sure that, that people aren't, you know, you know, keeling over the second they get it. Right. Right. But that, the fact that we can't get it right now, sure. now we're screaming and oh, saying, yeah. well, you know, if they had said... Hey, we're going to give all the doses to Canada first. Mm -hmm. You guys test it, see if it works, and then we'll spread it out around the rest of the world. We would have been screaming that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, can't win. Uh, There's an awful new trend of high-tech dine and dashing. This is where people order food through a delivery app, then dispute their charge with the credit card company to get a refund. It's gotten so bad, it's even driving some restaurants out of business. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, and I've heard some real uh, horror stories from restaurateurs who've dealt with some of the uh, the apps mm. and uh, and delivery services because if something's wrong on that order mm-hmm. right if the delivery service screws it up it, it, it's it's not the restaurant's fault they packed the food and they you know if the wrong bag went to you then you know the first complaint goes to the restaurant mm. and it's on them to make good for it not the delivery service and you can get back on a cruise line lucky royal caribbean in may out of israel every single person on board both guests and crew all vaccinated there you go wow you can get back to cruising with the fan family have fun (laughs) four out of five of us have at least one spot in our home that's always a mess (laughs) our most common messy spots include closets garages basements man caves and anywhere your kids spend time wow i got five out of five yeah, just a disaster from top to bottom. The garage could never stay clean. At one point, I could park my car in it. Oh, yeah? Yes. Never had, well, I've only ever had homes with single car garages. And I've often thought, oh, if I had a double car garage, maybe one car would go in. But I just know if I had a double car garage, it would just get filled with more junk. Mm. I know our buddy, Dougie Elliott, him and his wife, Dawn, are so, you know, good with keeping their house in order of course they don't have young kids anymore it's just the two of them they got a double car garage where both vehicles fit in the garage yeah my parents do that i am shocked by that (laughs) anyhow we uh it was funny we were uh 
cleaning out our crawl space, or at least Maria had been cleaning it out. And uh, certainly when the pandemic happened and she was at home, uh, she had got on that. And I had at one point sorted it out. So it's like an L and uh, down the one part of the L, I had stacked all of the kids stuff that had been left on one side and all of our stuff on the other. And I think I even had broken it up so that Maria's stuff was at one part. So we could get to our stuff without having to dig through everything if we needed something. She has since gone in and cleaned a lot of it out and gotten rid of a lot of stuff. But in that process, a lot of boxes have been moved around, opened, and stuff out. Right. So it's back to a disaster down there <laughs> that will probably stay that way now that she's working again. Till the day we move. Uh, three quarters of us have a junk drawer. And a third of us didn't start it uh, on purpose. It just sort of happened. Yeah. Uh, junk drawers are usually full of pens, notepads, batteries, tape, tools, scissors, pencils, screwdrivers, nails, and rubber bands. Yeah, and we just accumulate stuff. Yeah. And if you're not good at, uh, at discerning what needs to be kept and what not, then that stuff piles up. I'm certainly guilty of it. I... um. I'm happy that uh, the way it works at our house now, and I don't know that it worked this way in the past, and I'm not sure why, but when the mail arrives now, I'm the first to it. Mm. And I am terrific at going through it and immediately throwing out the junk mail. Right. It goes right into the recycling bin. Uh, and then I open the bills and whatever else we have, and then I get rid of the envelopes into the recycling bin, and the bills get stacked where they need to go. I, I can't tell you for how long when Maria would get the uh, mail, there would be just piles of junk mail everywhere. Flyers for 20% off pizza and duck cleaning and divorce lawyers. And... Well, that wasn't junk mail. No, no, she had actually gone and gotten that. That was filed away in that, the system. That She asked that to be mailed to her. And I'd just constantly say, well, why? Like, we don't, you know, it'd be from some pizza place we'd never order from in the beginning. She just cannot get rid of stuff. And I guess that's probably where you land as well. Uh, well, junk mail I can get rid of. I, and, you know, the same thing now, especially with the pandemic, because I don't even want to touch that stuff. Mm. You know, it goes straight into the recycling bin. What drives me nuts is, you know, our house is one where in a neighborhood where we've got those super boxes of mailboxes right. now, right? Right. Um, and there is an outgoing mail slot in them, right? For people who need to mail a letter or right. receive a bill, whatever it may be. Uh, and and it's across from my house, so I can see it. And there are a few people that will go to it, and whatever junk mail they will receive, mm. they will stuff oh, yeah. back into that slot. Yeah. Because they're too bothered. One, you know, drives to the mailbox, and then instead of just shoving it in their car and taking it with them, will shove it back into that slot. Mm. That's very rarely that I need to mail something these days, but I would hate for it to be lost because people are ramming their garbage mm. into that slot. But that's how lazy mm -hmm. some people are. They're just it? ignorant. We just don't care about anybody else but ourselves. Oh, yeah, and now it's the mailman's job to clean yeah. up. They put it in there. You know, it's just they're people doing their job. Yeah. I think if I ever have to mail anything now, I don't even go to a mailbox. I go right to the post office and just hand it in. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just convenient as you're of picking course. up your yeah, one yeah. mail. You yeah. drop this one out. Um, it's interesting, too, uh, being in this house, and I guess you've been in your house now long enough that it probably doesn't happen anymore, but we still get mail from previous owners. Happened yesterday. Oh, really? And I used to always write return to sender, and I'd stick it back in the, the box because we still get our mail delivered to the house. Right. And I think I saw the guy uh, one day, the postman, and I said, hey, listen, I'm always getting this stuff, and I don't know what to do with it. And he goes, 
I just toss it. We do. Yeah. You know, so and a lot of times it's, you know, I, I, it's stuff. It's usually junk mail and it's obviously stuff that wasn't important enough to the previous owner to do an address change mm-hmm. on. So anyhow. Yeah. I, I saw one yesterday and I did. And I remarked, it's been like, you know, what, over 15 years or something like that. They're probably dead in that house. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever groups they belong to, and they belong to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see CDs coming from Columbia House or anything like that. No movies. It was their season tickets to the Toronto Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long ago it was right. they lived there. Uh, the Toronto Blizzard was a soccer organization right, yes. in the late 80s, for those who don't know. Um, half of us have a laundry chair or some other surface where laundry piles up. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a pile of papers sitting around that need to be sorted, and we have uh, junk bowls full of random stuff like extra keys. Guilty, guilty, and guilty. I love this one because I'm guilty of this. We currently have a plastic bag filled with other plastic bags. You know, <laughs> you know the grocery bag? Yeah. Because we yeah. use them for garbage bags, right? right? Well, it's funny because you don't get as many of them anymore. Mm. With the, you know, people are using the reusable ones mm-hmm. all the time. Every now and then you get a garbage. You're like, oh, I need a plastic bag. See, Maria and I fight about this all the time because she she's one to use the reusable bags. And I'll be heading to the grocery store. She'll go, take the reusable bags. I'll go, oh, I can't be bothered because I don't want to be lugging them into the store and <laughs> lugging. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, your idea of lugging. Somewhere, some guy's driving to deliver bricks today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're talking about lugging yeah. a reusable bag to the grocery store. I'm fragile. I'm, I admit it. Um, one in five people say a specific person in their family causes most of the mess. And women say that, yes, more often than not, they're the ones that cause the mess more than their husbands. Oh, no, I'm the guilty part. Are you? I mean, Adrian's not a you know an angel in it, mm. but certainly more organized than really? I am. Yeah. See, my OC doesn't allow it. My yeah. OCD will not allow it. I, I, I clean it all up. Like, if you look at my computer desk, clean. All the bills are... You know, it's just it's just the way my brain operates. Well, I, I can't go, stand mess. All my bills go into one stack, but then after a while, you got to put that stack into like a filing sure. cabinet of some sort, and, and it that's, never makes it there. That's where that process derails <laughs> yeah. for me. No, I, again, I'm no angel either because I've got a stack of bills that probably that I've paid that just have piled up in a box. Yeah, uh, from like 2008. <laughs> got to make sure that bell bill was covered. <laughs> that's right. We just want to say, uh, certainly during COVID, that the men and women who are doing all the delivering of packages, UPS and FedEx and, of course, Amazon and, and the post office and all of you, uh, you're doing a hell of a job. And it's, it's not easy, I'm sure. And, you, uh, you know, it's just tons of boxes of God knows what people probably don't really need. Add to that uh, probably the Uber Eats, DoorDash, and yeah, all, all those, those other... Uh, delivery services and you know just your regular old p- pizza delivery guys who sure are uh, just working for the actual pizza stores and restaurants too yeah they're all doing a hell of a job and i'm sure you're all just done with it and tired and fed up and and there's times when you you know probably want to snap or screaming in your truck or whatever and and you know there are ways to handle the stress one guy not doing so well there was a delivery from Whole Foods last week through Amazon Prime to a home. And the guy, uh, the homeowner, got notification from his ring doorbell camera when the delivery driver was dropping off his stuff. I don't think I already like this homeowner. Whole Foods. The, the, <laughs> the ring doorbell. <laughs> Scream privilege at all. 
Oh, yeah, I'll have the uh, $47 bananas, please. <laughs> uh, anyhow, maybe the driver had a right to do this. He, uh, so the guy who owns a home, he, he sees the, uh, the guy pull up. He sees the ring doorbell camera. He clicks over to the video, and he sees the delivery guy pee all over his groceries. Ooh. Yeah, that's taking your stress to another level. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. No. Might be time to take a week off. Anyhow, uh, the guy called Amazon, and they wound up offering to send him a cleaning crew. And give them a hundred dollar credit. Wow, which is is good of them. Oh, it's always funny with any any restaurant or any establishment when you're not happy and they want to give you more of their stuff. You're like, well, I got food poisoning from your chicken. I don't want another chicken. Come back, try it That's again. Right. In that hotel room, there was a dead body. I don't want another night stay at your hotel room. So anyhow, a Amazon spokesman said the individual is no longer delivering for Amazon, and the police are investigating. Well, it's a good thing it was Amazon, because UPS goes brown. You don't want that. <laughs> the baby pebbles in the Flintstones. Remember the, uh, the baby pebbles? Well, uh-huh. originally, pebbles was going to be a boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they had Bam Bam. Well, Bam Bam was the neighbor's baby. Right. Right. And then uh, pebbles came along, and it was good for Bam Bam. <laughs> I guess. Uh, they were going to make uh, Pebbles a boy, but uh, a toy company told the creators of the show that uh, baby girl dolls sold a lot better than baby boy dolls. Okay. So Pebbles became a lady. Really? Uh, there are more trees on Earth than stars in the Milky Way galaxy. It's not even close. There are about 3 trillion trees versus 100 to 400 billion stars. Who had to count that? Some poor sucker. <laughs> I got one, Some two, tree hugger. Start over. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know certainly we, we speak of concern about, like, the rainforest being mowed down and, and, and you know, forestry uh, being taken down and trees not being replaced. But uh, I guess if these numbers are true, then there's still quite a few trees uh, on the earth. But yeah, we still want to keep them going. Quite shocking when you see it, though. I know John Oliver a couple of weeks ago was doing a, a thing on pandemics and just mm. talking about how, you know, we've cut so much that we forced the animals uh, into our own environment. We're, right. we're getting too close to them. But they just showed like a map uh, of the earth and just where that development has happened and how much was trees and forest now right. cut right down. You know, and, and I'm fully aboard with more trees, better for the earth and you know, breathing and all that until they get in my way. Like yeah. I, <laughs> years ago. We had these big, beautiful cedars behind our house. They were on the property of our neighbor, but he owned so much land that I just figured he'd never noticed these trees gone. And uh, and we had bought one of those old big satellite dishes. Remember right. originally when they had moved? <laughs> yeah. Well, these trees were you getting needed the line of sight. The trees were getting in the way of my signal. <laughs> they gotta go. I Did you him. ask him or just take him down? I think I left him a little note because his driveway like would wind up into the into the escarpment, and so I never could no, you could never even see his house way up there. So I think I left him a note in the, his mailbox and just said, "Hey, I'm so and so. You know, would you mind?" And I never heard back from him. So down they came. <laughs> uh, Asia has a larger surface uh, than the moon. Asia is 17.2 million square miles. The moon is 14.6 million square miles. Wow, okay. Never thought of it that way. The uh, geographical center of North America is a town in North Dakota called Center. (laughs) (laughs) But they say the name is just a coincidence. (laughs) Really? Yeah. 
I live in off center. So. Yeah, <laughs> just, a just, just a, over the other side of the tracks. Um, and did you know where the tradition of athletes growing beards while their teams are in the playoffs started? Do you know what sport and what team? Hockey, Joe Thornton. <laughs> He's right. still growing it. <laughs> yeah. No, New York Islanders during their Stanley Cup run of 1980 through 83. Really? That's where that got going. Oh. And then, of course, all us fans. I, I think I went through a phase of that. Like if the Leafs were in the playoffs, remember? Yeah, you're growing least, along with it? I'd you'd grow a little beard. <laughs> well, I'd look like an idiot. I was going to say the Leafs were never in long enough to get a full beard anyway. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.